I just had this realization that I was what was going to block me getting to a hundred grand, a million, ten million. And I think I just had that moment of like, ah, I need to get out of my own way. Hello everyone, thank you so much for joining me today and welcome to the next episode of Influence Me with me, Shaney Ryan. With 45% of the world's population now using social media on a daily basis, we are now more and more influenced by the people that we follow. But social media is such a tricky space to figure out what's real and what's in the highlight reel. So I wanted to create this podcast to dig really deep and get to know the people we look up to and get to know the person behind the digital fame. With this podcast, I'm going to introduce you to some incredible people with amazing journeys and stories to share that you can either relate to or be inspired inspired by. Welcome to Influence Me. I first discovered Sarah Aquasombi when a friend told me that I should give her a follow on Instagram as we were quite similar. Uh, They described Sarah as driven, hardworking, into interior decorating, entrepreneurial and a straight up hustler. Straight away I obviously went to check her out on social media and I dove into her world Checking out her blog and her business, The Noble School, and I watched some of her content on YouTube, and this woman was very inspiring. She literally has created an income from scratch based on her passions, and she's done it all not long after having her first baby and buying her first home, which seemed like it was a project in itself. She's got a very loyal following on social media, and in fact, they're so loyal that they pay good money to take part in Sarah's online courses, and her business just continues to grow and grow from strength to strength. She's worked with some of the most awesome brands in the world of interiors, and her straight-up style, and her special style, and her sparkly style, and her colourful style makes me smile every time I see it on social media. So I would like to welcome to my sofa, Sarah Aquasombe. Thank you so much for joining me on Influence Me. I'm so happy you were so open to it. Um, And when I think about influencers, uh, I don't tend to think about the person with the highest number of followers. Mm. When I think about somebody who influences, I think about the person who has the most influence and whose followers are loyal and they're really engaged. And that's for sure a category that you fall into in my opinion yeah. um but you seem to be a little bit surprised when I reached out to you and invited you onto the podcast you you well, seemed a bit shocked why <laughs> yeah I suppose so because I guess when I started out I started with blogs and things like that and, and the whole influencer thing wasn't even like a word then mm-hmm. it was like you're a blogger right then obviously Instagram came along and it became this thing and I think in the world of influencers that mm-hmm. are literally influencers as most of the world thinks of it, you know, you've got hundreds of thousands of followers. I was like, well, I don't have hundreds of thousands of followers. I don't know why you want me on it. And I guess I don't really consider myself an influencer Mm. in the traditional sense that most people do. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I'm always happy to be here, so. Yeah, no, to me, you're definitely influential from the time that you can like brand and sell your influence in some sense as a business you're definitely making a difference I guess that's the difference isn't it it's like are you an influencer or are you influential yeah um what would you say is the difference I think it's just like I think the word influence has been a bit like ruined now I think like you know people hear it and they go and they imagine someone who's trying to get like a free dinner or like posing for photos against walls like non-stop and like not really much between like the ears Mm -hmm. and I think that's unfair firstly I don't think that that's what influencers are but I think if someone was to hear that and I would be like nah that's not really what I do like I do my work and my business and I guess that as a result of that I pick up followers and people that are interested in what I do and that then becomes influential Mm. but you know, I don't do loads of brand deals. I'm not always out here, like, hashtag ad. Like, I'll definitely do a few, but... Yeah. Um, You've got a nice balance on your feed. Yeah, it's say. not... I wouldn't call myself, like, oh, I'm a content creator or anything like that. I'm right. kind of like, no, I do my work and I just share what I do along the way. How did you get into social media in the first place, you know, and and starting your blog? Where did that, where did that come from? I've been long time ago basically like I've been into social media since MySpace MySpace was like I remember MySpace so I used to make music I produced music I was an artist um 
and I basically used MySpace to like build up a following and I got a management deal out of it, I got a publishing deal out of it, I toured the world and did gigs around the world all from MySpace. Wow. So I've been there from, I can't even remember what year that was, but so I guess that was like my first introduction to kind of social media yeah. and then that progressed into Facebook. And it paid off Twitter. for you, didn't it? Like massively, so yeah, you had faith yeah. in it from the get-go. Some get of the go. people that follow me now are people that first found me on MySpace. Really? Yeah. That's what I mean about a loyal following. Like, yeah, they they'll, they'll follow you all the way through. Um, when did you first realise that you had the power to influence other people? And oh, the power. Yeah, well, it is a power, definitely. Because you guess, put things up all the time about yeah. you know your courses and stuff, which I we'll get into was, in a bit. It was probably when I started the Noble Business School, because I'd always like you know I'd say I oh, like come and read my blog or come and do this, and people would check it out, but there was no like real parting of cold hard cash like yeah, you said yeah, in the yeah. intro. And I think like when you see people like oh my god they're willing to spend money that they've worked really hard to earn yeah. on something that I've created just because I've spoken about it on social media then I think that was probably like really eye-opening yeah and when you started that you didn't obviously know that was going to pay off that was just no. kind of like a leap of faith um and it was kind of like sharing what I'd learned yeah. I just didn't think there was much out there I mean, at the time, there's obviously a lot of like online courses and stuff like that now. Yeah. But even four years ago in the UK, there wasn't really anyone doing it, especially not any women doing it. Mm. And I think I came at it not with this glossy American like, oh, my God, like learn how to have a business. Yeah, it come to like, my webinar. Yeah, <laughs> my webinar. It was, um, it was just kind of like, OK, I started a blog and like I managed to do OK with it. And I've managed to make some money from this blog and I've got into doing what I want to do. And so I was your blog originally about the interiors? Interior design, yeah. yeah. And so I was kind of just sharing that. I was just like, this is what you could do. And it doesn't just apply to interiors. This could be for fashion or this mm. could be for beauty. But here's what I've learned has worked and what hasn't worked. Yeah. And I didn't really have an idea that it was going to turn into this big like online platform of mm. inspiring women to start businesses. It was just like, oh, you might want to have make some money out of your blog. Who's what do, what do does it? being an influencer mean to you? Because you just said inspiring women. Is that, is that what being an influencer means to you? Hmm, good question. I think being an influencer is, yeah, like having a kind of positive, like, influence on someone's life. Mm. And I think it, it can sound a bit like, oh, I'm powerful and you follow me. But I don't, I think it works like both ways. Mm. Like, I get influenced so much by my followers. Like, anything we do with Noble Business School, I always put to them first should we make these mugs or should we make these cards? And they'll go, we want those, we want that, mm. this is why. They're constantly influencing all of my choices. Right. So it's not just like it's a like one-way. an energy exchange type thing. Totally, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, you started out in an office job, correct? Yeah, I had an office job. <laughs> For a bit. Yeah, there was an office job definitely mentioned. Um, and then you launched into an interior decoration business, a social yeah. influencer career, the No Ball School, which, by the way, I love the name. Oh, thank No Ball you. School is such a good name. Um, talk us where you were at, talk us through where you were at mentally when you thought, you know what, I'm not doing this job anymore and I'm going to take a risk and well, I'm going to start a business. Like, where were you at mentally and emotionally to to make that leap and because I'm sure there's many people listening who feel either trapped in a job they don't love, yeah. an office job maybe, a job that they're not passionate about and I think it takes a certain mindset yes. and a certain emotional drive yeah. and almost stability or instability maybe might be the might be the thing that sets you free but something is going to make somebody take that leap of faith into starting their own business or going for a passion project over the thing that's secure and going to pay them a monthly wage. So yeah. where were you at when, when that happened? Well, I feel like I need to give context. Please do. So the first bit of context is it wasn't really my choice. I basically got fired. <laughs> ah, brilliant, because it led to all of this. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was good, it was good. But every job I'd had before that, I had always worked for myself or I'd been freelance. Mm. So I'd always had that, Thing of like autonomy over my own career mm -hmm. and this was the first place where I, I was like an employee right and so I was already getting like itchy feet and I was already like Not this isn't you. what I like all these meetings and non-stop and it I've, I don't feel like I'm making a difference like I say something and everyone goes yeah yeah, yeah that's a great idea and then there's no follow-up and you know just the usual mm. frustrations I would imagine of being part of a bigger company mm. 
amongst loads of other kind of really just toxic workplace environments. Yeah. And politics, office politics. Yeah, I feel like I kind of manifested it really because I was saying to my husband, I was like, I'm sick of this job, like, I want to leave, I want to go back to working for myself. Like, my blog's starting to do quite well. I reckon I could just go for it and, like, let's see what happens. Mm. But I think I, it was the first time I'd ever been on a good wage, like, solid, as you said, like, yes, getting it every month. Income. And we just bought a flat. We had a daughter who was like six months old. And so I think if I hadn't been fired, it would have taken me longer. Yeah. But I was already like, I had one eye out, one foot out the door. Yeah, yeah, say, yeah. One eye out the door. I already had a foot out the door. And I'd already been like building up my network in interior design and, mm. and like trying to reach out to brands so that I could like buffer that gap. Right. So you had your little side hustle already taken over. Side hustle, exactly. Um, but I think it would have taken me a lot longer had I not been fired. Right. Um, so I guess what I would say to people is, you know, being fired or like quitting and stuff like that, it, it can be quite scary, but firstly, it kind of always works out. Yeah. But I think it depends a lot on who you are as a person and mm. how you deal with stress and how you deal with pressure, how you deal with financial stuff. Like some people have always been an employee, so they've never known that like up and down. Yeah. Whereas I had known it before, so it yeah. wasn't... Even the prospect of just going back to working for myself wasn't that scary. Yeah, because when you're self-employed, like one month to the next is always going to be different. You're yeah, always going to. I love that though. Yeah. Do like, you like that? I like it sometimes. Other times, I'm not going to like. It does stress me out. Like, I like to know. I like to have five streams of income at any time. Yeah. So just so that if one drops off, I've yeah. still got four, always. and that's a really that's a lot of plates to be spinning. Firstly, but. Um, I like the fact that there's always the possibility, and we'll get into money manifestation okay. in a while, but there's always the possibility that money can just come to you. You could yes. get a job out of the blue. You could you know, end up doing more of something that you've been doing kind of a little bit of. Um, I like the fact that there is always that possibility of an abundance of money coming to you. That's and that I for me like. is the freedom of self-employment. Yeah. yeah, don't get me wrong. There's definitely times where the kind of shit hits the fan a little bit. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this month is really tight. Like, yeah. oh, I really hope next month is better. Christmas is always rubbish. Tax return time is always terrifying. Yes. January tax bill is always terrifying as yeah. well. So I love it in some senses, but in other senses, it's scary. And I totally agree with you that for the person who has never been yeah. on that roller coaster, leaving a secure job could be terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So what advice would you give for the person maybe who's never had the experience that we've had in self-employment? I think for someone like that, it's about building a buffer. Mm -hmm. I think there's quite practical things you need to look at, like, you know, where do you live? Are you living somewhere that's like more expensive? Could you move out mm. further out of London or further out of a city or whatever? Have you got debts that you could be paying off while you're in a job so that then when you leave, mm. you haven't got like, oh, I've got to pay that credit card bill or blah, yep. blah, blah. Have you got like family support around you? Are you in a relationship where that person could like maybe bolster the rent that month if you can't do it? Yep. I think there's a lot of quite practical things which are quite boring really, but... If you are very worried about that up and down, you mm. need to try and make that process as smooth as possible. Yeah. But the best thing I ever did was like built up my network and tried to secure work like on the side before I left. Yeah. So that as soon as you leave, you're not then scrambling for clients. You're like, I've already got a client yeah. and they're ready to go. Or they've already given me one day a week's worth of work and now I can do three. Right. I think that's really helpful. Yeah. And the other thing as well is that with those extra jobs that you're doing on the side I guess it's extra income isn't it yeah so you can kind of borrow some money away ready for yeah. that kind of time where you maybe need yeah. a little financial buffer to kind of get you through um so you founded the no ball school which it does online courses now these are some of my favorite titles that you've got how to caption like a boss which by the way I really want to do that oh, course do I'm going to do that as soon as one. I've got some time uh product productivity masterclass insta school money manifestation that's yeah. just naming a few you've got loads on there when did you get the idea to monetize your knowledge by running these courses um I'd always kind of followed all the American um you know business gurus and all that mm. and everyone was talking at first they were all talking about making these kind of niche sites and you could get money from like advertising and stuff mm -hmm. like that then it all kind of turned into oh you can have an online course and I guess like the technology must have like developed around that time where like the average person could do it and it right. wasn't like complicated 
So I'd always been listening to like what the Americans were doing who were quite ahead of us when it comes to stuff like that. Mm. And so I guess when I was doing my blog, people saw I got fired because I spoke about it. And then they saw that I'd ended up doing better than I was in my job. Mm. And I was doing all these brand collabs and stuff. And they were like, well, how have you done that? How have you got fired five months ago? And yet now you're doing loads of brand partnerships and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I guess it was just like putting those two things together. Like I know how to do it. I've been listening to this stuff for ages. Mm. And also I'm getting my audience asked the questions. And then it was just kind of like, well, that's an obvious... Hand in hand. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like you were kind of given a bit of a sign. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm just, I'm one of those people, like if there's an opportunity there or there's an opportunity to make money, I'm going to find you're, it. You're going for it. I'm you're like, just, yeah, I'll do that. That's a skill in itself though, being able to literally see like how you can make money out of just doing what you love anyway or yeah. out of something that maybe is not straightforward in the sense of you know, this is going to be an income for me. But you're kind yeah. of like, actually, there's a little niche in there where I could potentially monetize it. And, and I think the important thing is I didn't, like, start talking myself down. I wasn't like, well, who are you? You don't know what you're talking about, mm. blah, blah, blah. I was just like, yeah, like, I might know a little bit more than that person and that's still worth it's still valuable. something. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've never been someone to, like, talk down on myself or, like think oh no I'm not really good enough at that and I see that happen a lot and that's really do you sad. think that's like a real key to success is mm -hmm. so that self-confidence 100 percent yeah so like that that conversation that you have with yourself if it's negative yeah it's never going to amount to you know anything great yeah but if you're kind of backing yourself first then everyone else is going to believe in you as well yeah that's my my thing anyway yeah why the name no ball school I feel like it suits your personality firstly. Yeah, I think but I think over the years I've just realised like even when I was doing music I was very like no bullshit, like what you see is what you get. Um or I'm I'm the type of person who's always gonna say what everyone's thinking but like no one wants to say it because they're that. trying to like keep everyone yeah, sweet. Yeah, people like to tread on the little eggshells. Yeah, the and I'd be like, That's a piss take like and <laughs> it got me in loads of trouble like over the years. But I think I've also learnt that it's a real strength mm -hmm. and like sometimes you have got to call out like stupidness or like you have got to stand up for yourself and know that yeah you might lose that bit of work over it but you've stood true to your own values right. and that's really important to me. Are you the sort of person that say right office politics for example oh yeah the 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 person that everyone knows if they complain enough eventually you will be the one to say something but then oh. they stay in the safety zone in the sidelines? Yeah, I get what you mean. Like, you're kind of a spokesperson for yeah. other people. Yeah, I've never heard it put that way, but yeah, maybe. Yeah, I always, I always look bit. at it like everyone else loads the gun and you fire it. <laughs> I love that. That's good. Do you do that? I do that a lot. It's got me in a huge amount of trouble. Yeah. Definitely. I, I'm always the, the scapegoat. But mm. do you know what? Like you said, even if sometimes it gets you in trouble and sometimes you come away going, God, why did I say it? Everyone else was thinking it. Why didn't I let someone else say it? Because no one else probably would. No, um, and I think there's something around like, yeah, you might lose money or you might like burn a bridge with a contact or a brand or something but I just think in the long run I feel better about it and I know that my audience respect that mm. and so even if I lose a big brand partnership that might be worth 10 grand I'm like my audience now have so much more respect for me and mm. I'll probably make more money selling stuff to my audience like yeah. I don't need you like you're just around the outside yeah um, but, side hustles yeah but you know my husband's a lot more sensible my husband's my business partner now he's a lot more sensible and he's a lot more like you don't need to say it quite like that you don't need to be quite so abrasive but I think sometimes I almost like like it in a way I'm like well no one's saying it so I'm gonna say it and I'm gonna make it like really in your face yeah it sounds like me and Tony, to be honest. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what inspires each of the courses? Because you've got some, like I said, you've got some great names. You've got um, Productivity Masterclass, Insta mm. School, Money Manifestation, How to Caption Like a Boss, which I love. Um, what inspires each course? How do you go about selecting the course and kind of deciding which route you're going to go down with each course that's launched? It's a mix of what I said earlier, which is like my audience really influencing. The way. So if they're saying we're really struggling with this, or I'm really, I really, really know the Noble School and my audience inside out. Yeah. I know exactly what they're like. I know what they're struggling with. So I think it's just being observant of the issues that they have and what they talk about and what they talk to me about a bit. Then I think there's also just something like money and manifesting. No one would have probably ever come to me and said, I'm having trouble manifesting like this mm. thing. 
but it was something that I was surprised if they did yeah (laughs) people just weren't quite ready for it but it was something that I was just like I'm really into this I know it's changed my life so I want to share it Mm. so there's always a mix of what they think they need, what I think they need, and then what I'm just excited about sharing. Yeah, do you, and you collaborate with people quite a lot as well. Yeah, of course, that's kind of the long-term aim is to bring in lots of different experts like, and not make it all just about me. Yeah, is that because you love networking or is that because you feel like there's certain things that you just don't feel comfortable exactly. advising I'm not, on? I'm, I can talk on certain things like branding, building communities, things like that I love. But am I going to be the best at talking about facebook ads or um manifesting stuff like no there's going to be someone out there who's better so it's kind of me bringing in people that have helped me and sharing them with everyone else that's very generous of you it is generous (laughs) but also it works to my advantage in that that builds a business that's more scalable yeah that's so true and then obviously you can get almost more well-known people and all of a sudden you're getting more traffic to your site and it means that if i meet people and I'm like, oh, she's really great at talking about this thing or like she's just got a natural thing for this. Like, I'll be like, let's do a course together. And mm. it's kind of fun and everyone makes money out of it. And it's just like... Is it only vibes. women that you work with? No, like guys as well. Just the select me. The selected ones that passed <laughs> the, the test. Ones. <laughs> How did you go about marketing No Ball School when you first started it? Because um, I think for... socials. Really? Because yeah. I think anyone with no budget who's starting a new business would be really interested to see how yeah. you took it from an idea to a business to something that's really based on people knowing about it via social media. Like, Yeah, I think it's been, it's been just like a slow build. Like, not even slow, but like just a build. A building, building. It wasn't like, oh, this one thing happened and then suddenly everyone knew. Mm. It's like we did a bit on socials, we've worked with a few influencers... Our audience always love the courses, so they go and then talk about them and tell other people. Right. Um, like, we did some paid advertising as well, like, we still will. So it's a real mix of things. Mm. But I think the most important thing is, like, everyone, most, well, not everyone, but most people that do a course with us will then go on to do another one, another one, another one. Yeah, and if they're doing that, they're definitely going to be telling their friends. Exactly. It's like the old so, hairdresser mentality, isn't yeah. it? Oh, you should try my hairdresser. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing, but now with this yeah. online platform. Um, what do you think is the key to the success of No Ball School? Do you reckon it's down to the relationship you have with your audience? Yes, I think it's that. I think it's that it's quite refreshingly different it to is very other different. learning things. I mm. think learning and business can be quite boring. Right. And I also think, well, I know from talking to my audience that the main problem women have with business is their confidence. Right. And I think so if we can make it a bit like we're going to build your confidence, but it's also good. You're not going to feel overwhelmed because it's really simple and it's really fun. Yeah. And it's just taught by someone who's very much like you. And I talk to you in a normal way. I'm not like, so. Yeah. Get your notepads ready. Yeah. I think it's just it's very chatty and informal. And I think my audience like that. I'm definitely going to give one a go. I actually wanted to do one before I sat down with you, ah. but we got the date in really quickly and then I went to New York and by the time I've come back and sorted my life yeah, out, I'm like, well, oh my God, I'm seeing her on pick Monday. One that you want to I do. think I'm, I think I am going to do the, the one about captions yeah. because I'm always so engaged in your captions because yeah. they seem very authentic. Um, they're interesting and I know captions are the way forward and I sometimes sit there scratching my head like what am I even trying to say today oh I'll just write something really short and I kind of almost bottle out of it Mm. so I think I'm going to take that course um, hopefully within the next couple of weeks and and I'll let me know yeah I'll let you know how I get on and I'll let my audience know it's a fun one actually is it we did that one with a girl called Titi who's part of my team and she also does all the ASOS Instagram captions. Okay. So she's got really good knowledge on both sides of doing it for a brand, brand and then doing and, it for yeah. like a personal kind of side of it. Um, and she's just like really funny and like dry. So yeah. So it's like dry sarcasm. I'm definitely like, going to be so looking at it. It's a fun one. <laughs> what's, what's your favourite course that you've done? Um, I think weirdly probably money and manifesting. Oh, we're going to get onto that. Yeah. That's another one I'm going to do for sure. It was a complete like out of the blue, I want to do this because it's changed my life so much. And again, my husband was a bit like, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if English people are really going to get this. Mm-hmm. Like, whole like law of attraction and like talking about money. Like, do people even do that? And we kind of thought. I was like, no, I think it'll do all right. Mm. But it ended up like doing so well, and it does so well every time. Yeah. You. How many times have you done that course now? Oh, uh, maybe four. And we're yeah. about to like launch it again. Um, I don't know when this is coming out, but it's coming out. It's opening again soon. Yeah. Um. So, but it's always like really popular. It's surprisingly popular, which I think was the fun part. And do you get a lot of feedback from people about their results? Oh yeah, and because all of the courses we do are like lifetime access. So mm. once you've bought it, you can do it again and again. Okay. So people who joined up for the very first round, like two years ago, yeah, and they do it every time we run it as like a refresher. Because something like money and manifesting, you don't just learn it and stop yeah. it's like you come back it's to it it's a continuous process you've got to keep inspiring yourself so they do it every time and then they just see more and more and more and more results which okay is like let's so just fun. dive into this a little bit I was going to okay. talk to you about this later but I'm just I'm on the roll now I want to dive into I it I want to talk about money let's talk about money manifestation for those listening who do not know what it is what is money manifestation it is I guess a lot of people have heard of like the secret yeah uh, the book and law of attraction and stuff like that i would say it's kind of like that but it's like a bit more of a practical take on it so mm-hmm. it involves a lot um a lot of talk around practical things about money but kind of our psychology around money like um all the things that influence how we think about it and like your mindset on it i suppose mm-hmm. um so it's kind of all those things wrapped into one how do you think like people that are maybe always in debt or Mm. you know not not great with their money or have a bad relationship with money how do you think the course and just money manifestation in general could help just the average person really so I literally think that any person could do this course right because it doesn't matter like what your job situation is whatever as you said earlier like there's always potential for money to appear or for someone goes oh do you want to do this little thing I can give you a couple hundred quid or like there's always those opportunities out there Mm. and the world is like full 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 of Mm. money and I think sometimes depending on like where you grew up how you grew up how much money you had when you were younger and stuff like that we can get stuck in like a little bubble of like oh only this is potential like oh I can only ever make 40 grand a year or I could only ever do this Mm. and we sort of enclose ourselves into like a box of what our mind allows to be possible Mm. and I just think when you start looking at the kind of money that is in the world you're just like oh yeah shitloads there's so much money I'll give you a little um a little story which is why the money manifestation and when I first saw this pop up um I kind of instantly knew what you meant Mm. even just from the title when I was probably 18, um, I lived in a little flat in Sandersted. It was a studio flat. Gorgeous, actually. I loved it. Um, it was £550 a month rent, and I was a professional dancer at the time. Mm. And I can't remember exactly when it was, but a kind of, I think it might have been like 2008 or something, and a bit of a recession had hit, and the dance industry took a real tank in. Like, you went from earning maybe £500 a day to £150 a day mm. if you were lucky. Jobs went from an abundance of jobs to not very much at all because people weren't spending money on entertainment in that way. Even shows like, you know, X Factor or whatever it was that was on at the time was cutting back on dancers, went from having 100 dancers mm. to 20 dancers. It was that serious. Mm. Um, and I was sitting there one day thinking, oh my goodness, my rent comes out tomorrow and I have zero in my bank account, mm. like nothing. I was so broke and I was just really thinking to myself, money will come, money will come. There's just no way I'm going to default on my rent. I never have and I never will. Money will come. And within about two hours, I got a phone call from a friend of a friend who called me and said, um, I need a favor. I was like, okay, fine. My friend is shooting a workout video in Ibiza in the next three or four weeks and we need to secure two dancers to work alongside the main instructor. Can you do it and Mm. do you have a friend who can do it with you and are you available? I said, I'll I'll call my friend that I think would be available. I'll call you back. Called him back. I said, right, there's two of us available. What's the deal? He went, right, what's your fee? And I said, oh, I don't know. I need to discuss it with Amy and I'll come back to you. He said, I'll tell you what, I'll pay you a £550 down payment today for you and her, £550 each, one for her, one for yeah. me, um, just to secure your time for the job. And yeah. then you come back to me with your fee. Yeah. 
I couldn't bloody believe yeah. it. But I also could. I was like, there's too this many, shit yeah. always happens to me. And there's too many random instances like that. Mm. So I think they can seem like they're really crazy and oh it's just coincidence but it's not I think there's way too many things that happen Definitely. like that and it just depends on how open-minded you are about it absolutely and do you want to know the joke the job never happened oh I never heard from the guy ever again and me and my mate just got 550 quid amazing. for nothing amazing so it was just crazy I was just like I didn't even need to do anything for the money it was literally Brilliant. the universe gave me free money I think it's just about that open-mindedness mm that anything can happen, even the most weirdest. I've ha I literally had a girl that did our course mm. and she was like a few weeks or months after, she was like, I've literally just got a check in the post for like 25 grand. What? It's like some family member distant that she didn't really even know had like left her money. And, you know, we always talk about stuff like that on the course. <laughs> We're like, money can show up from anywhere. You could walk outside and find 20 quid on the floor. Or mm -hmm. you could... And I think... If it's never happened to you or you've come from a place where it was always quite hard mm. financially or like everything was a stretch, then it's really hard to like get your mind yeah. to open up like that. But it is possible. You just got to... It's all about how you see the world. Like if you put on a blue pair of glasses, you're only going to see everything yeah. blue. Yeah. If you put on red ones, you're only going to see red. I think you've just got to be willing that anything can happen and you've got to try and like find the positives in things which yeah. again is very hard dependent on where you've come from yeah it's you know difficult. hey guys just a quick break to tell you about our sponsors i wanted to tell you about my favorite new app it's called kindred in a nutshell kindred allows you to share the things that you love whilst also donating to the charity of your choice yes it's literally as simple as that you post your favorite new coat trainers lipstick or any other product that you choose from the kindred app then you make a genuine recommendation to your followers and a percentage of every sale goes to your favorite charity and if that wasn't good enough, a percentage of the sale also goes directly to you too. But if you're feeling super flush, you can always choose to give all of your commission away. You can download the app at www.kindred.co. That's www.kindred.co. Kindred, share what you love. This might be a tough one for you, but can you share five of the best pieces of advice or tips or tricks mm. from you know all of the courses that you've done you can cherry pick them from anywhere yeah to share today with us about you know anything really <laughs> well anything, it's quite a wide anywhere. open question because I, I know you've covered so much on your on your mm. courses but I figured you would have like at least five standout things that people would have learned from your courses that oh, we can basically yeah. rob from you for free today if yeah that's cool. all right, Sarah. no worries <laughs> um okay so one thing that is basically my motto and I say it to everyone is under promise and over deliver yeah like never hype people up on like blah 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 I can do this I can do that I can do that for you and then you can't deliver because mm -hmm. it just really grates on people it's just never like a good look um so under promise and over deliver is always like my top motto for business um I think the second thing and this comes up a lot in all of the courses that we do is how important it is to really know your audience. Okay. And even if you're just starting out and you don't have an audience yet, know who you want them to be. So like have right. that person in mind that like, oh, this product that I've made is perfect for this person. If it's someone that you know, or it's someone like you, or yeah. it even is you maybe, then that's gonna be like really helpful as well because you can really be like, this is exactly what my friend Natalie would need. You're tailor making it almost for exactly. the, the type of audience you wanna attract. Exactly, and I think so many times I talk to people about what's your business and who's it for, and they're just kinda of like, uh, and there's no answer. Right. Um, and I would imagine like, you know, being an influencer or having an account like this influential is the same thing. Mm. Um, what would I say the third one is? I think you've got a really, um, <laughs> something I've really learned is like to not really give a shit about people's opinions. Okay. Like if you, 
like a lot there's this whole offended culture at the moment yeah isn't there? like everything's offensive i've got a really it. dodgy sense of humor and i just don't yes. feel like it's safe to use it anymore oh my god same <laughs> i have a very like i mean dave Chappelle's like my favorite yeah exactly i was literally watching that two nights ago so literally that gives you an example yeah of like where inappropriate humor inappropriate people humor. can take really wrong these days but before used to be incredibly funny yeah and i just think especially when you're in the public eye public eye, I mean I'm not, but you know but what I mean? But you are, yeah. To some extent. I think you can really worry about stuff like that. Yeah. And then you're trying to make everyone happy mm. and you just water down and water down and water down like everything that you're doing. Mm. And I think I'm guilty of that. And it just doesn't do you any favours. Like yeah. it doesn't because people people want someone that puts their flag in the sand and goes, This is this what is we me. stand for. Yeah. Like come and stand here if you believe in this. And you know, that might mean that you have to be anti the other thing. Yeah. But it's fine. There's someone for everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, even as much as I find people like Piers Morgan and Katie Hopkins, like, bloody disgusting, I'm like, th they know what they're doing. Like, yeah. they're just getting the people that are like them on their side. Yeah. They're probably not actually that hardcore with those opinions. Yeah. They're just trying to really appeal to that one type of person yeah. and do it And actually, do you know what? And again, this probably might ruffle people's feathers. That's okay. Yeah. Like, we do have freedom of speech. People are allowed to say yeah. whatever they want, even if you personally might find it offensive. I think for the money and manifesting side of it, I would say um, something that's really important that you can do is stop talking about how broke you are. <laughs> yeah, right. Stop like reveling in being broke. Yeah, because you're also just affirming that you're broke yeah. and then why would you ever get any more money come yeah. to you? Yeah. Or like being a victim, kind of complaining about it. Yeah. Like you really do have to try and, even if you just stop saying you're broke, even mm. if you really feel it on the inside, because all that is, is you're trying to like rally kind of support around you for your brokenness. Right. Which, or like people for, to feel sorry for you or whatever. And that's like not really that positive. No. Um, and then I'm just trying to think of like a good last one that I could leave you with. Let's do something to do with women in business who have children. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Mm. Um, get really good childcare. <laughs> Don't think, like me, that you can spend your entire summer holidays with two children at home and work and you'll get any work done. It didn't work out so yeah. much. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I appreciate that. Um, and I'm sure our listeners today will appreciate that as well because um, it's a real good insight into the sort of things that they would get yeah. on your courses as well. Um, so we've spoken about money manifestation. Um, have you always thought about your own money situation that you were always going to be okay or have you ever yourself had a real negative slump that you've had to then claw your way out of i was completely negative about money like Interesting. my whole life okay until so talk to me about that i was always like that like when i did music and everything like that like you know like being a struggling artist like we just never really had enough money like we were always struggling um and I grew up, like, my parents actually did quite well. My dad had a really good job, and then he got made redundant and, like, right. like went from having, like, over 100 grand a year salary to, like, nothing. And so I think I've always had these very strange ideas about money, like, comes, goes, comes, goes. Right. And it was only when I started um, the business, like, teaching courses, and I started to see that, oh, I can make, like, okay money from this then I sort of ha just had this realisation and obviously I'd read a lot of books. I read like The Secret, I read like every book on money and manifesting and law of attraction going. And I, I think I just had this realisation that I was what was gonna block me getting to a hundred grand, a million, 10 million. It was all nothing to do with what's out there in the world mm. or how much people are willing to pay. It all just came down to what I thought was possible and I think I just had that moment of like, ah, I need to get out of my own way. And so mm. I found a money coach and that's like, we basically just worked tirelessly on like changing my money mindset. And that's who I run the course with Amazing. now. Amazing. Um, you also talk a lot about vision boards. So vision boards for anyone who doesn't know is like, I guess a mood board of your future life, like mm -hmm. what you kind of want. And you could do it for this year only, you could do it for 10 years time. It's just like, I guess, putting down all these visual representations of what you want out of life. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing it for years and loads of them have come true. I look back on old ones and I'm like, I literally, when I was younger, like 
not even thinking about the future, like cut out a picture of a BMW. I don't even know what car I've got. BMW, what's the small one? One series. Yeah. And it was white and it was in the middle of my mood board and it was something, and my vision board, and it was obviously something I wanted at the time. That must have been eight years ago or so. Mm -hmm. And then like last year we ended up getting that exact car but I wasn't even interested in that car anymore I was like I don't really want this car I wasn't really bothered right especially didn't want a white one and then that was the only one they had or whatever and I just remember we got it and then I was like oh my god to my husband I was like I put this exact car on my vision board like eight years ago yeah and there's so many things like that I think it's just really good way of of like committing to what you want out of your future and putting like visual representations down. So you down. literally just get like a big slab of card and you go through, I don't know, magazines or yeah. the internet and print photos off yeah, and exactly. you just visualise yeah. what it is that you want and you make sure. And where do you put that? Do you put that in your room, I your office? I put it somewhere you can see it all the time. So right. like I used to have it inside my wardrobe. So every time I open it to get dressed in the morning, I'd see it. Do you do it as a family or by yourself? We have done it as a family before. Yeah, have you got Molly into it? it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, she did. I mean, hers was always a bit crazy. Like, it's just like loads of toys. Aww. But um, she's starting to really get it now, yeah. Yeah. She wanted to, she was saying for ages, she wanted to go to LA. She kept watching all these YouTubers saying, I want to go to LA, LA, LA. And we were just like, yeah, we can't quite do it yet. And like, it's a bit of a reach and da, da, da. And then when we could finally do it, the first part, we were like, well, we've got to go to LA. Yeah. So we were always like, she manifested like that trip. Yeah. Like, she also, I believe, manifested a baby sister because for years we were like, no more kids, no more kids, no more kids. And she was like, I'm going to have a baby sister. And we were like, nah. And then, uh, and then we found out we were pregnant with a girl. So, so we were like, she's definitely manifested. She, you, you've sister. taught her young. You need to be careful. She might want to manifest she, another baby sister. And I then you guys her, are like, in trouble. <laughs> no more. No more. <laughs> you started um, your business in interior design. Yes. Without any qualifications yeah. whatsoever. You're teaching courses, but as far as I know, you're not a qualified teacher. No. What gave you the balls to be able to sell a service to others without having any training to back it up? Because I have a huge amount of respect for that. I really understand that I don't always want to learn from the best in the business. Okay. If I wanted to learn about how to run a business, I wouldn't go and seek out Richard Branson. Right. Because I'm like, he's so far removed. Like, he's not going to really even be able to give me advice that's relevant to what I'm doing right now. What would be really helpful is another woman who's in a similar position that's maybe like a year or two ahead of me because she's just gone through exactly what I need to do. Got it, yeah. And so I think it was, I've just always understood that there's real merit in like learning from your peers mm. and learning from people that are maybe just like a few steps ahead of you. They don't need to be qualified. I mean, who even cares? Yeah. Who cares, really? You just want to learn or be inspired by someone who you just click with and you like. And it's practical advice as well. And like you said, when you are dealing with a Richard Branson, you know, I'm sure he, he can remember the first steps, but... You know, it's not, it's not it's, I just remember listening to something where Trump said, oh, I, I started with nothing. I started with the first million my dad gave me. And I thought, that's <laughs> the like, most yeah. unrelatable thing I think you've ever said, yeah. ever, <laughs> along with a whole bunch of other stuff now. <laughs> yeah. But at the time, I remember thinking, you, start, you said you started with nothing. Yeah. Your dad giving you a million is yeah. not nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's like you're so right to, to look to your peers. And, yeah. and I guess that's what we do anyway like if you bump into an old friend and I know they just opened an estate agent and you think you might want to open an estate agent you're not going to ignore them and bypass them and then go to you know somebody that owns Foxton's no you're going to go to that person and even if that person had all the qualifications but actually their teaching style or whatever is just not something that you enjoy you'd still rather just learn from the person that you just want to hang out with yeah have you ever thought about kind of going down the qualification route no no just no, doing a thing. It's my stamp. <laughs> I love that. I don't have time for that. Yeah, that's the thing. I think I think a lot of people get caught in the trap of thinking they can't do something unless somebody has given them a certificate yeah. to say that See, they can. Right, that's a really important point. I've never been a person who needs any external validation. Right. Like 
all of the things that I do are because I'm trying to do something better than I've done it before or because I've said, oh, I'm going to do this. So I'm trying to reach that. Mm. I really just have never needed that. And I don't know why I could sit here and analyse it. My mum's a counsellor and my grandmother was a counsellor. So I get very into the psychology of things sometimes. Yeah. But I just don't need that. Am I right in saying that you mentioned earlier your husband, Jason, is now your business partner? Yeah. When did that happen? And how comes he left his job to come work with you? Yeah. You guys are now like full time together. Is that right? We think in very different ways. Okay. He's very logical and I'm very creative. Yeah. I'm like the visionary and he's more of like the doer. Yeah, so it works really well, but you will clash like on things all the time. What do you clash on? Just like risk, like spending money. Like I'm just like, yeah, 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 spend the money. Like put put the account to zero. Like that's going to make us money. Like go all in. I'm like the one at the blackjack table, like pushing all the things. All the chips to the front. And he's like, how about we do two? And then we see, and then... So I think that balance is really good because what we find is something in the middle that is actually the best for the business as well as like the business growth. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we we do really clash on things sometimes. But I mean, working with your partner is just great. Like, Because it was your business first, Mm. how how was it adjusting to the equality of him coming in to be (laughs) your business partner? (laughs) Uh, That was, it took a while. Was it an adjustment? Not for me. But for him, I think. Because originally you were the boss, right? Yeah, because I knew how to do everything. And so I was like, no, you don't do it like that. You do it like this, you do it like that. And I think, um, yeah, it can take a little bit of adjusting to. And I think the female-male dynamic can also play into it. For some people, weirdly, in our relationship, it didn't for him. He was never like, oh, here's this woman giving me instructions. Right. But I made it a thing. Oh, okay. Like, I was like, oh, God, he's going to feel emasculated. He's going to think I'm, like, talking down to him, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I don't feel any of those things. You're just talking to me like a dick. Like, <laughs> you, you just need to be better at, like, being a leader. And you need to explain things and be more patient with people. Right. And then I'd be like, oh, okay. So he's helping me be, like, a, a better, better, better business A woman. better boss as well. Yeah, yeah for sure. Do you, do you find that hard because you're so... Um, I would say you know what you want. Yeah. Um, is it hard to delegate and hand the reins over? Because you mentioned your team is starting to grow. So, yeah, it was. And I saw you put first. out an advert the other day for a yeah. job as well. So your team's on the on the on the on the growth spectrum right now. So it was at first, but now I just know how important that delegation and sharing of tasks is to the growth of something. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot grow something if you're just like literally smothering it and like mm-hmm. have your fingers over all of it. You can oversee and you can make sure that things are executed up to the vision that you want, but you literally cannot do everything otherwise it won't grow. Have you had a negative experience where you tried to over control things that you learnt from in that situation? Oh I think I over control things all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like ask my husband, he'll be like, God you just won't like leave me alone. <laughs> I'm like, have you done that thing? But have you done it now? When are you doing it? Tomorrow? Today? What time? And he's like, I'll do it, okay? Just like, leave me alone. I will do it eventually. Little Marley, your little daughter, she's been making a little bit of an appearance recently on your social media. Oh, yeah, she, she is the cutest. Does. Yeah. Um, but I noticed recently she was in a little hashtag ad for you for... Oh, yeah. The, I yeah. think it was a washing machine. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel about your online career now becoming a bit of a family business and... Marley getting involved and Jason being involved, like, was that a tough decision to have her on camera in the limelight? No, not getting, at all. No? Why not is that? At all. I'm just not someone who, I, I'm just an oversharer. Like, right. I share everything. So it wasn't kind of like an, a thing of like, oh, I need to hide them away. And I think I have this very positive view of everything. Like, everyone has good intentions. Like, no one's doing anything weird with this content. I mm-hmm. know that is out there, but I prefer to think of like the positives. Yeah. Um, and like she enjoys it, like she earns money doing it that like, you Aww. know, so she she then she... spends on computer games. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's you... a win for everyone. Is that your way of kind of almost like, same with the, um, the vision boards and the manifestation, like just teaching her really young, like the best way to kind of manage the internet and social media and stuff like that because for some children the internet's a really negative place but I can imagine for Marley already it's a really positive place that yeah she has like mixed feelings on it I think like she loves it she loves the internet she loves gaming like she's a complete like gaming nerd right um 
But like she'll have like little things where she's like, oh, this person's like bullying me online. Oh. And I'm just like, they're not. It's just like a troll. Like they literally don't know who you are, what you look like or anything about you. Right. It's just like someone behind a keyboard, like trying to wind people up. Right. And so I think she, in a way, it's like, oh, you want to protect them from that stuff. But I'm like, it's good that she's experiencing it because then we get to have a conversation. And she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, like they she haven't even it. seen me. So how can they yeah. be saying anything mean? And so she like, doesn't take it to heart. Yeah, and she knows how to handle it. I'm like, we'll leave the game or, like, report the person or, like, whatever. So, um, yeah. It's so weird because we, I'm sure with you as well, I'm not sure how old you are, but for, certainly with me, we didn't have any of that to worry about. No. The school or, you know, internet, social media, online trolls. That wasn't even a thing. So it's like, I was almost asked that question because it's like you're raising a child in a completely different era to what we were raised in when it comes to social media and the internet and stuff and mm. it's kind of hard to navigate I guess but I love it I'm just I'm one of those parents who's like yes screen time yes internet like yes really? learn how to code like yeah I'm just like all of it okay that's I'm... a bit controversial Sarah a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people and I know you like to be controversial but a lot of people are just like get the kids away from their screens and stuff like that which is why I kind of I the almost wanted is, to ask the it's question it's always in context like there's definitely like I see points where she gets so addicted to it that then when I say like come on let's have a break she's like ah, and like having a moan then I'm like this is why Miles like you're too into this and you need to be able to stop it and not like lose your mind over it I'm going to take it back to business for a minute I want to know um you're now in a really established phase of your business if you could take it all the way back to the beginning mm. what advice would you give Sarah at the beginning of her business journey I would say Everything you're doing is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to say, like, because I'm like, you, nothing. Like, really? Nothing That's brilliant. No, because it's like, you have to do the ups and downs and get things wrong and get things right. Otherwise, you, you don't learn. That's what business is. Right. So it's not like I go, oh, we'll just do this. Like, that will change everything. I'll tell you what, the peak age for me would have been like. Go for it. 16, 17. 16, let's do that. 16, 17 would be like, Stop being concerned with trying to impress people, boys, other women. Like, you don't need to, like, always look hot. You don't need to always be, like, the one that everyone fancies. Like, you can just be fun. You seem to be a really sociable human being. I've noticed on social media and stuff, like, and on your YouTube as well, you've done, like, networking events and gatherings and stuff like that. And if I look at myself, as much as I'm really confident, I definitely find myself, if I'm in a room full of other confident women, men, people, mm. um, that I will retreat and kind of shy away a little bit. And sometimes almost I think that even puts me off going to networking events, yeah. you know, unless I'm going in with someone that I know and and I've also noticed that I can sometimes just stick with the person oh, that yeah. I arrived with which I don't know why and it's something I'm actively going to try and break a habit of you seem to be almost the opposite oh forgive God, me if I'm wrong so but you because I'm not are you not I hate networking and really? I'm a massive introvert like I think the thing is I'm very extroverted and good at being a leader and like doing these kind of events when it's like my thing right but if it's like me going into like like you said another networking yeah event like a brand event or something yeah like PR I'm just, day. just kind of like quite not quiet but like yeah I'll just I'm aloof <laughs> I'm not like trying to go around the room like hey hey like what do you do card, business card like I definitely need to get better at it but I think one thing that I've learned that um I said this to people before I did an Instagram TV on it and people really seemed to respond to it was this thing of don't do networking in the way that like everyone talks about it like do it in the way that works for you okay so for me I would rather like meet people online like in terms of uh, Instagram or whatever and then if I seem to like them or I think we've got stuff in common I'll try and meet up with them like one-to-one I'll right. just be like, oh, do you want to go and get coffee, coffee or like, should we lunch. get dinner somewhere or something? And I think one, it builds a much stronger relationship, and two, it's like, it's just more what I enjoy. Like, mm. I, I'm much better in like one-to-one -one conversations. I would completely agree with you. On like, that. if I met you in a room at a networking thing, like, we'd probably go hi, 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 and then that's it. Yeah. Whereas, like, because we've sat down and had this conversation now, I'm like, oh, I feel like I know you. Yeah. You probably feel like you know me. Um, so you said that you're an open book and 
you definitely are on social media. I think mm. that's your magic. Oh, that's nice. I think the fact that you are on social media with makeup on, makeup off, <laughs> you know, with your Hell kids. Yeah. yeah, like whatever mood it, you're in and whatever image you are in that moment, if you've got something to say when it comes to, yeah. you know, being on social media, you are online and you're saying it. And I think that makes you really, really relatable. Do you ever get sick of social media though and just need to detox it from your household no. or your life? No, I'm not. Why do you own. think that is? I don't know. Because I've, I've, I've spoken to a lot of people who feel like, you know, yeah, they, they just go, need a break. Oh, I'm going to go on the social media detox. Yeah. I'm like, I want to go on the detox, but then show, take my phone and do stories. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm on a social media de- like, detox, yeah. guys. I would never do that. I just don't feel like it would do me any good. Like, Why? Because I, I don't have any negative problems with it, I suppose. That's good. I guess, like, if you're always comparing, like, and you're like looking at what other people do are doing like makes you feel bad in some way or like you are feeling like influenced about like what you've got to look like or dress like or mm. then then I can see why you would but then I just don't get that I just don't I don't get anything negative off what's the, the key to that healthy relationship with social media because you just sound like someone that's got a really healthy relationship with it and that's why you don't need the detox I think it comes from going back to that thing of like external validation versus internal validation. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need anyone to say like what I'm doing is good. Mm. Um, it's nice and it's nice to have recognition, but I don't need it. Mm. And I don't really like compare myself to other people. If I if I even start to catch myself doing that, I delete them. Like just, just unfollow. Yeah, or just mute their really stories idea. or whatever. Um, like recently, there's been. I mean, the whole online courses thing is like blowing up, right? And there's all these different female communities around business and stuff, which is quite similar to what I do. Mm -hmm. And I think I have quite a healthy outlook on it. But every now and then, if I start to be like, oh, I've just done that and now they're doing that, or I find myself getting annoyed, I just block them or delete them so I can't see it. Mm. And then I just, I know that then what I'm doing is because I've just decided to do it. Yeah, it's not influenced by anyone else. Not influenced by anyone else. And, you know... Whatever they're doing, I don't know, because I don't even know what they're doing. Yeah. And if it happens to be similar, then that's just coincidence. How it happens. And that does happen. So you've just released a podcast today. Congratulations. Going to give you a little round of applause. I will be listening to it probably as soon as you leave. Good. (laughs) I'd like your feedback. Yeah, I will give you my feedback. I'm taking the train up to London this afternoon. So I will put it on my... my little ear pod things and have a little listen on the way up um congratulations thank you next step to your your business the empire empire, another (laughs) string to your bow yeah what made you want to do the podcast um i just think there's not there's still not enough representation of business women in different ways Mm -hmm. like we might see them like doing a ted talk or something like that but i'm like there's so many different ways that business looks for women Mm -hmm. and i think we just still need to see more and hear more people like us. Yeah. And so that was kind of the main thing. What exactly is the podcast called and what's it about? It's called Noble Business Women. So yep. it's just straight up, really candid chats, almost a bit like this. Um, but each one's kind of got a theme. Yeah. So one's like maybe around investment. One would be about um, creativity. One's about crowdfunding like they could wow, just they okay. all but not intentionally they just kind of through chatting with different women there always tend to be like one thing that stands out for each person right they're all doing something slightly different and there's some sort of takeaway yeah or lesson. their way is to always be really true to their values their way is to be really creative like everyone's just got a different way of doing what's your it. way Oh, just no bullshit. <laughs> hey, and that's where the no balls go. Yeah. Where can people find you on social media and where can they get your podcast? Uh, the podcast is on Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. All the usual all places. Those places. Um, and then it's at Sarah Akwasambi at no ball school. There we go. Mm. Um, I've got a final question for you. It is the most important question when it comes to my podcast, <laughs> right? I ask everyone. I'm gonna now mess up. I ask everyone this question at the end, and the question is, what caption do you want to leave our listeners with today? And don't forget your hashtags. Here is what it is, and this is the title of the book that I am writing at the moment that I'm trying to pitch out and get a publishing deal for. Right, let's manifest the shit out of this. It can work. (laughs) It's a caption and it's a hashtag in one. Okay. The money is coming. I like that. (laughs) That is 
the perfect end to this podcast today. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me on my sofa and for sharing all of your knowledge. And I encourage everyone listening to this podcast today to get involved in Sarah's world. Give her a follow. You can learn so much. Just browse the internet, look at her website, look at her social media, go and check out the No Ball School if you're not following already and check out one of those courses. And I personally am going to be getting involved in the Money Manifestation course just because I feel like it's almost reigniting my love for something that I feel like I do naturally. That's the thing, you can just do it over and over again and get more and more inspired. Absolutely. So that is one of my goals to do before the year is out. And within the next week or two, I want to do your caption school as well um, because I really need to work on my Instagram captions (laughs) but you just came out with an absolute blinder so thank you so much for joining me today thank you for having me thank you so much for listening today guys another awesome episode and I really hope that you continue to love what we're doing here on influence me I really encourage you to give Sarah a little follow on social media because she is always helping you with your self-growth and personal development. If you are a businesswoman, entrepreneurial in any way, or a working mum, or maybe you just want to get out of the rat race and start something fresh, she will be certain to inspire you. And if this episode has helped you in any way, if you relate to Sarah's journey and you just want to get involved in the No Bull School, which I am certainly going to do, do listen, do subscribe, do rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you listen so we can reach more people and make a difference to people's lives. Also, don't forget to share this with anyone in your life that you feel might benefit from hearing what Sarah's had to say. Uh, And if you do share it on social media, me and Sarah will definitely give you a repost. Just give me a follow at Shaney underscore Ryan and don't forget to follow Sarah. I just wanted to say a mega thank you to our sponsors today, Kindred. Share what you love. Influence Me was written and presented by me, Shaney Ryan, and produced and edited by Dawn Kelly for Birdline Media. Follow them at Birdline Media and follow me on Instagram at Shaney underscore Ryan. Our theme music is by Jaylee Music. And if you like today's show, be sure to rate us wherever you listen to your favourite podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you in two weeks when you can catch my next special guest. <laughs>